Thanks for joining us on this special Eye on the Illini Quick Analysis podcast. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. We're talking about this. Uh, boy, it's a game that uh, hopefully you had your antacids ready, um, not just for the turkey. 45-43, <laughs> Illinois comes up short um, in a game that, guys, once again, this was, let's just be honest, a microcosm of the season. Uh, Illinois scoring 20 points in the fourth quarter, more than they scored in four entire games during the year. But you can't fumble the ball twice deep in your own end on special teams. Both of those resulting in touchdowns in a nine-second span. And it ended up that was the difference in the game. Yeah, they the turnovers were killers. Four turnovers, uh, 24 points off turnovers. Um, and just they're not really forced turnovers. I mean, it's bad passes, uh, passes into coverage. Um, there was one tip pass, which was a tough one. But the other ones were just bad. I mean, just bad plays. I mean, catch the ball. Hold on to the ball. I mean, it's not – it isn't rocket science, and that's how you lose a game like that. And despite the fact you put up, you know, 400 yards of total offense, you still find a way to lose. Yeah, and they did their trademark um, give up a drive right before the half, which we've seen in multiple games as well. And you do – you if you do those things in concert with multiple um, turnovers and – you know, drives like that, you you don't win games. Six straight games decided by one uh, score in this one. Again, 45-43. They went three and three in those games. It's an offseason now of, um, you know, of just what might have been. Um, some of the positives here, a couple of sacks uh, by Johnny Newton, likely his last game um, could come back. But, I mean, you know, he's probably going to be a first-round pick. Some saying he's the – Best defensive tackle in Illini history, which is high praise. Let's be let's be honest. Um, how about Casey Washington, the wide receiver? Um, nine catches, two hundred eighteen yards, three touchdowns. A fantastic eighty-yard score that he made happen. He took a regular pass from John Paddock, um, and that was the thing of beauty. Um, just a vertical, getting it into the end zone. Um, what a way to go out for Casey Washington. Yeah, I think it's fun to see these guys. You know, John Paddock's last game, Casey Washington's last game, Johnny Newton ties the career sack record. I mean, it's fun to see those guys go out go out with some big games, but they were like, it's still like, it's Illinois football. You mentioned this, Larry. It was like, how many times did we say during that game, like, oh, this is Illinois football, score one, give up one, give up a late second round, all those uh, late second quarter drive, all those things that we've talked about all year, just finding a way to 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 ruin an opportunity that was there right in front of them. Yeah, and I guess for me the the frustrating part was even you know as great as Isaiah Williams has been, th- this has been an ongoing issue with with muffing punts. You could tell on that particular play he was having a hard time judging the ball whether there was a little bit of a swirling breeze, but the way he moved which left him to kind of dive at the ball at the end. Um, You know, just a a challenge that way. I think probably the one interesting thing was that Isaiah came to Illinois as a quarterback and he uh, completed the circle today by uh, throwing a touchdown pass in his, what it looks like his final uh, performance in an Illini uniform. Yeah. And that's the tough thing about the the muff punt is that that was a series right after that touchdown pass, right? He lines up in the backfield, yep. takes the pitch, uh, looks at yep. the run, perfect throw as a former quarterback. You mentioned five-star quarterback coming out of East St. Louis out of high school, uh, throws the pass um, to Pat Bryant for Illinois to go, go up 31-28. The defense then makes a stop all this early in the fourth quarter. And now here's your chance. That fumble, they take it in four plays later, the very next kickoff, Kamari Wilcher, 
fumbles it. They take that in, run it in for a touchdown. So um, that's the tough part about this. Five and seven, guys, and I know that we always want to take away the positives. Um, there is a lot happening with this team, changes in the coaching staff, obviously a new defensive coordinator, um, changing quarterback during the season. You had injuries that were key to running backs and different players. Um, but that's also football. Um, and I think that, you know, I guess going into the offseason now, what do you think about in terms of um, this team now at five and seven for the second time in three years um, and failing to capitalize on the magic of last year where they were seven and one at one point um, and have really kind of struggled in the last 13 months. So here's the way I look at this. And this is my, this is my, I'm going to take the pessimistic viewpoint, Larry. Illinois is 13 and 12 over the past two, two years with a first round cornerback, a first round defensive tackle, likely um, three other guys who are playing in the NFL I mean, they had like five, six, and they have five or six guys who are going to play in the NFL on that team last year and over the course of two years, and yet they've been to one bowl game, um, and they and they that they lost. I mean, this is not, this isn't good enough. I mean, for what they said, Brett Bielema said when he, after that first year, I didn't come here to go five and seven, and yet here you are, you're five and seven, and it isn't like they they lose a ton again. I mean, whether it's Newton and Randolph and Isaiah Williams. Offensive linemen, two or three of them, not to mention whoever, you know, Casey Washington, Pat Bryant, all three starting wide receivers. This is a team that, I mean, this is trouble. Um, when you look at the future, they've got to figure it out. No question. Yeah. And you played eight games, I believe, this year that were within a one score. Um, and and so it's, it's hard to, when you're constantly, that close um you're in the game until the end but you also have absolutely no margin for error and so i I think it goes back to a little bit of what brad said you've got to you've got to have an influx of talent that can keep you competitive in a league that's actually getting more difficult not less yeah and you you lose the uh the what the divisional play right so you're not going to play all those teams in the, in the West that are quote unquote weaker. Um, that's not happening uh, moving forward. Want to definitely give a shout out as well to John Paddock, uh, 24, 34, 334 yards, three touchdowns. I did have two interceptions um, in this. And so the, the walk on that, I, I, I haven't done this math, but I think he may be the, any, and I, I could be wrong. So I don't know. Don't, don't, don't quote me on this. I got to go still look this up. He may be the first walk on quarterback to start three consecutive games for Illinois since Jeff George. Wow. I think. Very well could be. Because Jeff George was a walk-on. People forget that he he passed up the, the scholarship because the, the rules back then to come from Purdue, he would have had to sit out two years if he took a scholarship. Ah. So he didn't. He he only sat out just, you know, he walked on. Um, Kedrick, Prince, right. his, uh, his post-game duties. Uh, Kedrick, I want to get to your thoughts in terms of where this team, this program goes next. Well, Larry, I got to be honest. I mean, I don't – my take may be a little different. Um, I was the, one of the guys early in the season. I was very critical of the coaches. And I know this is not going to be a popular take. I think down the stretch, I mean, I heard Brad mention some players in the NFL. They need more than that. This was on the players today. You give up four turnovers and you give up 24 points. That's the game. That was not a coaching mistake. They were positioned to win. And I know a lot of people, you know, who are some 
I call fan fair weather fans were mad last week because Paddock started. This kid threw for over 400 yards again today. I believe a close to it today. Uh, they have 400 yards worth of offense, I think. Um, that wasn't the issue. You cannot make mistakes like that. Illinois is not good enough to make those kind of mistakes. You know, I, I feel bad because I do believe in the staff. I think the staff has done the right thing, but you got to get, you have to get players and you can't just have like a Devin Weatherspoon. Yes, that's great, but you can't have a Devin Weatherspoon or, you know, I'll take that back. I'll say a, a Newton, and then you have a four, three or four other guys that are very, very mediocre. You have to have a, a, a good defensive line, a good offensive line, guys that are all difference makers, and they don't have that. I think the whole season to me is, and moving forward, Larry, is going to be recruiting. you got to go out and get better players because you, you guys just mentioned the, the conference schedule is going to become tougher, and Illinois has marginal talent with some players are not good enough to overcome these mistakes that they made. Again, four turnovers resulted in 24 points today. And that's not a coaching mistake. I'm sorry. It's just not. I got to ask a question, though. Who recruited them? Well, I mean, let's be honest with you. Some of those are Lovey's kids because we can take all the right. – I'm answering all your question. But... Okay. okay, I understand that. I'm just telling you, you guys who recruited them, those are some of those are Lovey's kids. I mean, so I'm sorry, okay. Lovey Smith, as good as Isaiah Williams has been, I mean, he has a history of dropping passes like that. He's been great. He did it last year multiple times, and he did it this year multiple times. So Lovey kids. And I'm not gonna sit and debate whether because if one recruit's done by Lovey or one's done by under I mean, excuse me, by Bielema. My thing is that talent is not good enough. It's not horrible, it's getting better. It's way better than what it was overall. But individually, yes, I think Lovey did a good job individually. But truth be told, yes, those aren't all you know, breast kids. I mean, look at Casey Washington today. That's not a breast beat on a kid. He got him to come back. That's a Lovey kid. Right. I, I, mean, I, am I, wrong? Point, I think so. That's what I'm saying. So the kids that Lovey brought in are the ones who are producing. The ones the current staff brought in are not getting the job done. I mean, that's just basically what we said. And so this is on I the – I mean, the they have to get teams, better right? players. I mean, I get their oh, young. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Guys, but, but they have to get better players, and it's on them for the guys that they have, though. I mean, that's part of – you know, and and you, you can't say I didn't come here to go five and seven and then repeatedly go five and seven. I mean, with – with because there's no way they're getting a defensive tackle better than Johnny Newton, no matter who they bring in, because he's probably no, the best a lot defensive of people, tackle a lot of in the country. Going. A lot of people aren't doing that, but, but okay. Well, let me ask you this today, just not the entire season. Today, did you have a problem with what the coaches did today, or did you honestly think the players game today? I think Barry Lenny, the last half of the season, Barry Lenny's done a really good job as offensive coordinator. I think he's really he was changed awesome. his game. I think he's done, I think he's done, called some really good plays. You're never going to be perfect, but I think overall, he did a really good job. Um, I, I don't feel like, and I don't know what the situation is because I don't, I don't know the talent. But Aaron Henry has has an issue with the defense. I mean, the defense is, was wasn't good uh, um, uh, today. I mean, they, Northwestern that was their highest point total of the season, right? So, and I know some of us off turnovers, but Illinois also scored off turnovers. So, you know, you've got a, a turnover with a pick six, but you've got to be better defensively. And is it? Talent, well, it could be, but at the same time, then you can't get better because you're 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 
you're judged based on wins and losses and and, um, and and getting stops and things like that. And I just I just think that they have to do a better job. And I I, I think that this is a season that is a complete failure um, to go five and seven against this schedule in the Big Ten West with going or zero and four against first year coaches. Okay, here's my response to that, and I agree with you some of it, but I'm not. I think people have been very critical of Ann Henry and I'm not defending him because I like the guy, but you have Jim Leonard on staff and you have Brad Bielema, who's also a defensive coach. If he couldn't learn to get better underneath them, it's got to be the talent because both of those guys are really good defensive coordinators. We know they are. And he learned under them. Illinois got exposed today. They're not talented enough. When you lose what you lost last year and, you know, from the safeties and defensive back, they didn't replace those guys. And I think he was frustrated. We all saw how many games he went zone, he went man coverage. They're not good enough to do that. And that's why I think it becomes a talent thing, my personal opinion, because if Brett Beatham was making defensive calls, helping him out, and Jim Leonard, I think I trust those guys. I don't know about you guys. Well, I look at it a little differently than you guys do. There needs to be a come-to-Jesus meeting between Josh Whitman and Brett Bielma to decide what your strategy is to get this team better. Because on the basketball side, you are active on the NIL, and you are in the transfer portal, and Coach Underwood is filling holes on his roster with guys who will put his team in a position to win. They need a defensive line horribly, horribly bad and they need to understand between Josh and Brett, do we get into the portal or do we not? And then the second thing is, is if they don't have NIL, then Icon needs to figure out how you get NIL dollars to make the football team competitive. Because if teams like Alabama and Ohio State with their recruiting advantages are also using the portal to fill the few holes that they have, a team like Illinois cannot afford to recruit at a lower level, which is, you know, standard, and then not address any gaps that they might have. And so they need to get on one page and they need to figure out what you can do to get the roster better and then do it. Well, a lot of question marks on both sides. Uh, your starting quarterback first the year, uh, losing his job as he was injured as Paddock starts the final um, the final three games in this. And the question is, again, he has two years eligibility. Um, hopefully he stays, and just being honest, um, hopefully he doesn't go anywhere and he is the quarterback next year. Um, but on defense, guys, you just give up in your final two home games, 90 points total, 45 each to Indiana and Northwestern. Neither team had scored 45 points in a Big Ten game in this decade. You've got to go back to October 2016 for Northwestern. Last time they scored 45 points in a Big Ten game, back to 2015 for Indiana. So you and again, like you said, the special teams, et cetera, but that's the that's the score. That's the point total at the end of the game. So a lot of question marks, no matter what you had, injuries, et cetera, that kind of thing. Uh, we're going to stop right here and uh, be sure to join us later on here on IlliniGuys.com for the Eye on the Illini uh, complete game analysis uh, with Mike, Brad, and Ked, and uh, Matt Stevens as well, who right now is uh, in the uh, press room with uh, Brett Bielema and the players uh, doing all of his postgame work for IlliniGuys.com. His good reporting also on the website later on. But for all the guys, I'm Larry. We appreciate you joining us once again. The final score, uh, Illinois coming up short in this one, 45 43. Uh, uh, that's it from here. Those of us here in the line, I guys have a great weekend.
We'll talk to you next time. Fans of big sports radio and sports spectacular podcasts have a new home on the Chief Sports Network. Find your favorite programs and content all in one place by downloading the Chief Sports app in your mobile device. Created in South Carolina, the Chief Sports Network is the home of an expanding network of live and podcast format programming. It is also the home of one of the leading national college football podcasts, J.C. and Morgan, hosted by ESPN's Mike Morgan and 24-7 Sports' J.C. Sherbert. Download the Chief Sports app for free and find all of your favorite programming under one easy umbrella. Thanks to all of our markets for your loyal support of Big Sports Radio and our Sports Spectacular podcast, and we look forward to connecting with you anywhere in the world on the Chief Sports app.